if you're in the Decentraland group, uh, somebody reach out to me and tell me if I have anything. <laughs> I just, just do it. Hey guys, is this shiny penny worth anything? Oh no, no, nothing to see here. Don't worry about it, Brett. What, what, what are the private keys? I just want to double check. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Crypto Basic Podcast. My name is Michael Lockie. I am joined today by my co-host Brent Philbin. What's up? I am uh, joining. I'm here. We're doing it live. Not really. He is connected to us. He is with us. We are doing a 101. It feels like it's been a little while since we've done a 101, but we're getting in the mix. We're doing some research, or I should say Brent's doing some research, and I'm pretending and going along, and I'm going to learn with the audience. However, uh, the topic today is Decentraland. Brent, what are your biases going into this? All right. So my my bias is that I have owned both – well, no, I've owned the mana token – and then I used all the mana token that I owned to buy land, but I th- I thought I was buying land, but I kind of wasn't. I'll explain that later. But I did invest in this project, so I had a positive view of it before I had ever uh, looked at it for research. Uh, do you still own any currently? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think so. So, like I said, I'll get into uh... this. But I don't think I have any. We can wait thing. if the story is more relevant to wait. We can, but that's a weird way to, that's a weird way to leave that. Yeah. It's going to come up pretty quickly in the history of the coin and I'll explain what I'm talking about. All right. Sounds good. So let's get started back in the 101 mix. What is the company's vision with Decentraland? All right. So their vision is they wanted to create a virtual world that allowed you to own and develop pieces of that virtual land how you see fit so yeah that you own a parcel of land in decentraland you can build whatever house you want on there windmill strip club whatever you want and uh and your parcel of land is yours to do with what you please so that is kind of their they want a shared virtual experience with a bunch of different people in vr checking it out Interesting. So uh, I'm going to rewind us a, a tiny bit. My biases going into this recording was um, I was part of many group chats that uh, Brent was also involved in. It, it was one of many coins that were like, whoa, we got to look into this. This is super cool. They're doing all these super cool things that we definitely want to be a part of. And there was probably about 30 coins in that category. I believe I did own this at some point. Um <laughs> I I never took it off the exchange. I'll just put it that way. So uh, I, I was interested in the concept going in. So I did some preliminary research before we got in here. And I'm pretty excited about this recording. I, I'm interested to see some of Brent's conclusions on, on what this is. Because it's a very different take on what a lot of cryptos are. Yeah, it, it is. It is pretty unique. I will. I will definitely say it's unique. All right. So why don't we get started? What was the history? How did we get from wherever we've been to currently where we're at? So they started with a proof of concept around 2016 where they had like digital pixels as a real estate. Some were one color, some were another color. And the owner of each parcel could authenticate their ownership on the Bitcoin blockchain. Uh, that And that was kind of what they refer to as the Bronze Age, I guess, like the original like, you know, concept that they that they had. Uh, they ended up, 
you know, you can check out that old world, I think, at decentraland.org slash world and go and play around with that and see what they had going on with that. Um, their ICO was completed in August of 2017. They raised $24 million out of a uh, $20 million market cap, or I'm sorry, a, a $20 million hard cap, and I did not get those numbers backwards. <laughs> there was a pretty massive outcry uh, about how this ICO was handled. Now, this is... Again, this is uh, August 2017. This is during like the time when you could buy any coin. It would just go up a million dollars in two days. So people are throwing money around like crazy. And they had a pre-sale and sold all of their tokens during the pre-sale and didn't even make it to public sale. Like they, they pretended like they only sold most of the tokens. And then somebody found on the blockchain that they had actually sold all the tokens and then just created more. So that's how they were able to raise $24 million instead of 20. And, uh, even the people that got the, the coins in the first 30 seconds were all massive whales because of the way they had set up their algorithm to pick the biggest investments first. So very poorly executed crowd sale lost a lot of the community goodwill when it happened. They were, I guess they were able to kind of get past that, get over it, I guess. And they had their terraforming event in January of 2018. And what the terraforming event was, was basically they were selling all the land in an auction. So you could go in there and you could buy the parcels of land in this virtual world during their terraforming event. Um, You also had the option to donate your mana to a district. And the district would then build a project with what they had gotten as a donation. And whether you retained any ownership of what you donated was different for each district. Uh, that is where it comes in where I actually have no idea if I have anything or not. So I wanted to buy land and I didn't understand how the, like, I, it was the last day and I just started freaking out and buying some of this, uh, some of his man. I, I, I will. Like, I will stop you very briefly. The video that I watched. I watched a video that was discussing like the the marketplace that currently exists. And like, I'm, I guess I I might be getting a little bit ahead here, but like, I was looking at a a live marketplace of the the buying and selling of the land in this, and I was very surprised at how developed it was. How well put together the user interface seems to be. Everything seems to be in really impressive detail. That was just my quick uh, addition there. Yeah, there's a good reason for that that we'll get into. Um, so, but I, like I said, I don't know. I, I donated to both uh, Vegas City and Dragon City, and I don't know what happened with either one of those. Like, I don't know. I've heard everything from you made a great investment. Don't worry, it'll return at some point to oh, you got scammed because you gave all that to one person who doesn't have to do anything with it. So I literally have no idea all what's right. happening with that. Real quick. Uh, let's pretend we don't, we don't give it financial advice here, but we're going to talk about price for a second. I want you to to think of the number that you paid for all of this and just consider it as X for this conversation. Okay. Okay. What percentage of X would you take right now for what you purchased or what you invested in? Or like, where does Brent draw the line as to like, what is this worth to you right now? I don't even know. Like, it would probably be more than what I invested in. Like, assuming I, I <laughs> just I've suck in cost. In, You're just like, I'd rather go down with the whole ship than take a ten percent loss. Yeah, like it, it's. <laughs> I, I know that 
there's some stuff going on. I know I've registered for like different, uh, like I put my Ethereum address that the land was a part of into different things. So I don't know if I'm ever going to see anything, but uh, let me look at, I'm going to look at mana's price right now and see if it's like close to what I, what it was when I was doing this, which probably not. Uh, and then, well, the, the mana, you won't ever have the mana again, right? You donated the mana and hopes for future like staking rewards kind of. I thought I was getting land. I didn't understand what I was doing exactly. So I, I paid. Okay. So it, yeah, mana is like way down like a lot. So um, I think, well, no, actually it's not that bad. It's not that bad compared to the other cryptos. So whatever. It's probably like 40% of my investment back then. So I would just leave it. Like, I think, I think I put a, like 200 bucks into this or something like that. I can't remember. So. Well, the the amount of X was is is intentionally irrelevant here, right? Like, yeah. like your your investment, sh- your your decisions of your investment should be the same whether they're five dollars or five hundred thousand. Yeah, like, they in should. Theory. But that doesn't always that doesn't always that doesn't always work out in in practice. But in, in theory, like there should be some truth there, and maybe I'm stretching those numbers way too far, but. You see my point yeah. within, you know, whatever the bankroll parameters. Because it was only a couple hundred bucks, like, I just don't give a shit whether it, whether I ever get it back or not. If it was like two grand and you're like, well, how much of that would you take? Like, right now, I'd be like 50%, let's go or whatever. So, you, you know, I'm not going to take $100 for my $200, I, which is really stupid. I, I, I understand that. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. And, and that, that is probably a cognitive bias somewhere. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what I don't know what that I mean. What that is is me being an idiot with money. That's all. Like stubborn. I really, <laughs> I have a really bad like image of money. I'm or really I, I don't understand the value of a dollar. Whereas if Kareem was on this episode, he'd be over there like freaking out. Like, what do you mean? It's the same. What is going on? All right, that is not your Kareem voice. All right, I'm gonna get this show back on track. Brent, it's been a while. Are you ready for a rapid fire? Oh yeah, let's do it. All right, Brent. Question one: Is this a coin, a token, or a platform? Uh, they are tokens. So we're talking about decentralized as like a, a thing. There's actually two tokens, so we'll get into that in a second. Is it decentralized? <laughs> so oddly enough, decentralized is not decentralized. Not right now. That's tricky. I hope there's more to come. Yeah. All right. Is it mined or staked? Uh, nope. Neither. You. There is no passive income really available there. But there's, it is a two-currency ecosystem? Yes. All right. We'll get into that. Is there mainnet live? Uh, Well, their world is not live. Like, you can't do the walking around in the virtual world. But it's on the Ethereum network, and it's never going to leave the Ethereum network. So it's it's mainnet is essentially live. All right, Brent. Does it sound cool? I was torn here because Decentraland sounds – come on. Decentraland sounds really stupid. But – I like the mana token, especially because it represents the currency and their branding and like everything they've done for their website is very clean, very good. So I gave them the yes on the tiebreaker, even though I think the name Decentraland stinks. Eh, I don't know. Doesn't do much for me. Yeah, it's just like ideally you want people to come to this and have like a giant virtual ecosystem that isn't just a percentage of the people who are investing in cryptocurrency. Like, in if you want this project to succeed, you want it to be people who want to go play a game and own stuff and interact with people rather than people who are investing crypto and want to go play a crypto game. You know what I mean? Like decentralized. Yeah, one of the, one of the, the ways that 
Yeah, one of the ways that uh, one of the videos that I was listening to um, kind of made it sound like is that it, it, this would be much better described as like a virtual reality Facebook in a lot of ways. <clears throat> where there it's as much of a social network as it's going to be a marketplace as it you know and that to me was very interesting twist and and maybe that's kind of like you know whatever but hey if if this starts becoming a thing where you can start crafting these worlds to explore your mind and you know you're playing games through a goggles like <laughs> that sounds really fun it is it's really cool and and it's got a you know it's got a really overarching kind of utopianistic is that a word thing and we're going to get it into this now. we're going to get into the weeds here and we're going to be talking about some really interesting stuff. Well, you know me, I like to I like to get off topic as much as you'll allow. So, let's stay on the features and structures. Let's get going. So, what do you got for us here? So, the the key topic to understand here is there's two different tokens that belong to the Decentraland ecosystem. They're both on the Ethereum blockchain, there is Mana, which is going to function as the currency, and Land, which is your land. Now, Mana is fungible, or at least as fungible as the Ethereum blockchain gets, meaning that all the Mana tokens are worth the same as all the other Mana tokens. But the Land is not fungible. The Land is very specific. The Land tokens are all specific parcels of Land. So we've talked a lot of a lot about fungible and non-fungible tokens so when we talked when we did the engine 101 you we go into this in depth but the idea here is that the non-fungible token is not always worth the same as another copy of the token based on different factors maybe who owned it before or whether it was involved in a hack in this case it's its location in decentraland that changes the value each parcel is located somewhere else Right. I'll stop you real quick. So just so we can go back and forth a little bit here. When I was actually, when I was watching the map itself, like displayed, it was very, I don't know. I, I guess it just added a whole lot of life to the project from, you know, from somebody that's trying to do a little research, trying to learn a little bit. And, you know, they were going through the plots and they, they were showing a lot of like some of the virtual reality, like commercial esque scenes, but. It was very, like I, like I said earlier, it was very well put together, well designed, and truthfully, I it just seems like more prepared or, or better prepared than a lot of the other cryptos that we've covered. Like it, it feels, it's market cap based on the product that it's that it's close to presenting uh, seems interesting to me. So I will say this: that the people are going to be drawing parallels here to um, the movie or the book uh, Ready Player One. And they're going to be drawing those parallels because that's a virtual world where you live and you have currency and all that everything. It's not quite there because Ready Player One's virtual world is exceptionally real, amazing graphics, tactile feedback, all this stuff. They actually, I think they presented that they were going to be like that in the beginning and they have now come to the realization that that is not an option. So uh, they're kind of going forward with like a Minecrafty, like boxy, kind of low res world, which is disappointing. That is one of, th- and I, and there's no good place to work that in, but just because that's where you said that, I'm going to say that they have made that decision going forward to be more, you know, less high res graphics. So that's kind of the opposite of what virtual world immersion is to me. That doesn't mean it doesn't work. It doesn't mean that I'm right. It just means that that's a different take than I thought they were going to have on it. <laughs> Interesting. All right. So g- give me a little more info on what Ready Player One is. I've heard it a lot. 
I use a lot of context clues because I'm too lazy to look a lot of things up and I don't know a lot of things, so I miss a lot. So you're going to laugh. I assumed that this was a movie that I never saw, but based on what you just said, I'm assuming it's not a movie. So Oh, no, it is. It, it's, it's a and movie concept, and a book. Oh, it's a book as well. Okay. Yeah, it was a book, but before it was, uh, before it was a movie, like most movies are. And this one just happened to be, um, it happened to be picked up, and it happened to be very good for the big screen. I liked it a lot. There's a lot of like pop culture references and stuff in the book too, because in like in the game you can get skins and stuff like that. So you like, if you're in a car race, you can be driving like the DeLorean from Back to the Future, or you can be. And it was produced by Robert Zemeckis. I think no Steven, Steven Spielberg. There was a Robert Zemeckis cube in the game, it, which which time traveled. Robert Zemeckis was he did Back to the Future. So anyway, there was a lot of like random King Kongs in it. All, all if you like, it was like Easter egg after Easter egg. If you looked in the corner, you'd see like oh, there's Duke Nukem, there's uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Like oh, there's a lightsaber. Oh, you know, and on and on and on. But the the crux is. It's a dystopian style future where most people spend their time in a virtual world because the real world kind of stinks. Uh, it seems plausible. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do a really good job making it seem plausible. They have like tactile feedback clothing and stuff where you can buy it. And, and you know, like so even in the game, there's like a class system of like, if I kiss you, can you feel it? That kind of thing. So anyway, it, interesting, interesting movie. It's very good. Definitely worth a watch, especially if you're a gamer, if you haven't seen it. Um, lots of cool references. And it's always going to draw comparisons when we talk about the Central Land. But understand that they are not going to be similar. There may have been a time when the vision was similar. That time is gone. All right. So back on to what how mana and land work and all that. So basically the land references the Ethereum blockchain. So you know which one it is. And then the Decentraland client pulls the data from the land content so that it knows which land you can access. So ideally, when you finally connect to this game, you're also you're going to have to use your private keys to connect and it'll like you'll appear in your house or whatever the case or, or maybe not. You'll have the ability to modify that land at least so you can program that land to your liking. I imagine the marketplace will have all kinds of different like pre-made things that you can put on the land or very similar. If you're like a if you're a person in real life, you can build your own tree house and make it really cool. Or you can just go to Home Depot and buy a tree house. That's already really cool. It just costs you a lot more. That's a, that's a good comparison. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just they. it's so hard because this is a virtual reality vision. So like. I, it's hard because my assumptions are very different than your assumptions when we are, are hypothetically looking at like some of these situations. So it's, it's just interesting. It's, it's very rare that we are, we're both kind of blindly like discussing <laughs> something that essentially it, it, it is like make believe, right? Yeah. So here's the, here's the core concept to understand like land and its value and how the game will work. So land is kind of like owning a website, right? Like if you want to compare the two, like you have, we have CryptoBasicPodcast.com. You can go to CryptoBasicPodcast.com and we can build on that website however we see fit and create whatever we want. So it's similar in the game, but this is a traversable world. So it's not like I can just go from Mike's house to Kareem's house. If they're not next to each other, I have to get there from where I am. And in order to do so, I need to pass other parcels of land. So the idea of the districts that all kind of get together and make their land the same way is a way to draw traffic. Like if you want the people that are going to gamble, you go to Las Vegas City and now maybe your parcel of land there has a cool little slot machine that you program that has like, I don't know, pictures of ghosts on it or something. And people want to play that instead of the slot machine across the street. 
that has like pictures of bananas. So, you know, they might wander into your place. They might wander away from your place. Like, you don't know. But it is where you are matters. If it's anything like actual Vegas City, then there'll be slot machines at the gas station. Then there'll be homeless people <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Yep. That is. There'll be naked people dancing in the middle of uh, Fremont Street, all that stuff. But um, and I think Dragon City was supposed to be set up like with chinese culture in mind so it would be very similar to that um you know obviously you're not eating any food or anything but (laughs) uh anyway so think about think about when you're thinking about the possibilities realize that your location your land that you own is gaining or losing value based on right now arbitrary thoughts but in the game when the game is live it's going to be based on the traffic that goes through there if more people go to dragon city than than vegas city then your land is going to be worth more especially if you are trying to sell goods and services on it so you have that option you can be selling little skins of or selling swords or whatever i don't really know how it's going to necessarily work but you could do whatever you want and it'll interact with the game um so and and maybe like I, I know like with websites you have to build APIs, but this is built on a software development kit. We've talked about those when we talk about like Loom Network or um I think what's another one that well I know Loom had it I can't remember the other ones did, but software development kits make it easier for software developers to create on the platform. So that they, they have the SDK out, um they are not quite ready to get into their uh iron age which is their almost like their kind of beta it's not a full go but it'll have some interactive content it'll have voice chat other person-to-person communications like texting and posting on walls it'll have a payment system but it won't go full vr and then finally the silicon age is going to be like full on here we go let's do this and that's kind of that's kind of it in a nutshell. Like that's what they are trying to accomplish with those two tokens. Um, and obviously, they work off the Ethereum network, so the fees are based around Ethereum. So every piece of land is different. It's it's unique compared to every other piece of land. That's one of the concepts that we covered, right? That's yes. Okay, so. You, you basically would have to, there, the market, pl- and I happen to have looked into this, so it, it is fresh on my mind, but that, that would have been hard for me to kind of visualize what the marketplace would look like without, you, you, there, it needs to be interactive in some way, almost, and I'm actually in the process of renting houses right now, and that's been, uh, fun as always. <laughs> sure, you can sympathize. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. You I've know, moved enough. I, you know, it's kind of, it is kind of similar. Like every single one is completely different. I have to go, I have to physically go look at each one. Like, uh, we walked in, saw one the other day that we just had to turn around and walk out of. It was filthy. Like, it's just like, you know, you actually have to put in the extra legwork with something like this because everyone's going to be completely unique. Very interesting. Like, it seems like a good place for opportunistic people. And I, it's hard for this to come off as like, not sounding scammy. I don't mean it scammy, but like, all right, easy uh, there, Coinbase. <laughs> Let's add hundreds of coins tomorrow. The all pump. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, <laughs> that wasn't that funny, but I just uh, I, I don't know. I'll I just do start laughing. <laughs> so. uh Let's let's cut let's cut to the chase a little bit. So you've you've been invested. You thought you've purchased land. You you've explained the you know some of the features here. 
Um, in your notes, and maybe I missed this kind of while you were saying this, but um, what is the complications for the traveling or what is the – traversable world mean in comparison to other things so you have to physically you know move from place to place i i assume it'll be walking or floating or whatever i'm sure there'll be mounts that you can buy that make you move faster and there will probably be yeah, you have to like press the up arrow or whatever or like it's it's a joystick in the VR thing, or like you have like the little things that you hold in your hand um that, that you move around with or some of them they there's that one that was on shark tank where you like actually physically walk in place but it was called the omni or something like that but i i think eventually some of these places will just like in real life there will be consortiums of people that get together and say we want to build a railway system so we got to go buy all the land for the people that are in the way for building the railway system so we can charge people to go from point a to point b you know faster or whatever there'll be stuff like that so theoretically, it'll mimic the real real world in that in that sense. But I don't know. Like the the mechanics of the game are very not out there yet. So it's like, is there going to be a point? Is you just going to be living an extra life? Are you gonna? Is there going to be like quests? No idea. Right, and and the way the gamification of of all the mobile and PC games are, and we were just mentioning this before we got on air, like one of our longtime games from our childhood, Magic the Gathering, got completely, you know, it, it is very different in this MTG Arena game that just launched. It seems like it seems simple, but they they just changed uh some of the ways that the priorities work and and they make it way more realistic for the way that the modern gaming is i'm imagining a platform like this is going to look fairly carefully okay well what what has worked in other ecosystems what makes sense for our ecosystem and you know maybe they find something unique who knows yeah i, I they definitely already have something unique it's it's just a question of execution and um and as we'll get to, I saved it for the pros and cons, but as we get to, uh, there are definitely some questions on that. We'll go into it when we get there. All right. Sounds good. Uh, why don't we move into the governance a little bit? Like, do you want to dive in a little bit as to, you know, you've said this isn't decentralized. Is there any parts of it that are? Is it- so it, it's decentralized in the fact that the tokens are on the Ethereum blockchain. So, you know, they're not just like randomly creating more like their smart contract has been audited. It's all fine and dandy, but the development of the game and the development of the world is all controlled by the Decentraland group. They have said that they want to turn over control to a DAO once uh, once everything's ready. But as we you know, I mean, everybody can say that. Yeah, everybody says that, you know, we don't know if they actually will. My guess is they would be a great candidate for IOHK's DAO as a service kind of thing. So um, in the meantime, we just kind of have to monitor that to see if the Decentraland is actually going to be decentralized or the moment they are not. So the, the governance is just as simple as the company has put out their their ideals on their website. There's like a thing you can go to down at the bottom that's got a big list of what their ideals are and what they will do, what they won't do. What happens if they violate it? So they put a lot out there as far as like central. They're trying. They're very much trying. And I get why they need to be centralized up front, because um, as you as you've seen with many of these things, you've seen it with U.S. politics. You've seen it with Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. Like the, you will come to an impasse where groups disagree so vehemently that you cannot move forward. So that's why a liquid democracy is really important and coming up with the right kind of DAO is what needs to happen for things like this. So I don't mind that they they plan to do that. We'll see if they actually turn over control. Uh, I had a thought and I'm curious what your interpretation of this is going to be. How 
how much flexibility is there going to be in the actual Decentraland like marketplace system? So, for example, uh, what are going to be the restrictions in, say, this Vegas casino? Oh, I don't. I would imagine or that Vegas it's pretty City. open. Like, if you want to run a slot that pays out fifty percent, you could do that. But then people might know that your slot only pays out fifty percent, and they'll just go to the other places. I assume it's going to be based on free market principles. I I don't know. Maybe there'll be some sort of constitution that each location comes up with. You never know. Well, not never, yeah, I guess, but I, you don't know yet. So basically, we should set up uh, the crypto basic studio in there. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, if I have should... land, I'm more than happy to to use it to to set up a to, to well, not, I can't even set up All a right, studio. We've but... talked a lot about the the crypto basic studio, and that's probably the best chance it has to becoming reality of anything. <laughs> Yeah, well, hey, the Crypto Basic Studios is an idea, if anything. If you're interested in sponsoring our Crypto Basic Studios for life, make sure you contact us at CryptoBasicPodcast at gmail.com. We have a very, very competitive package as far as sponsoring things for life is concerned. I think you'll like it. Spoiler All alert. Right, speaking of, of sponsoring us, let's move on to the pros and the cons. All right, I'm going to start with cons because I'm pretty positive on this project overall, but there's a few things I want to talk about that are uh, that are concerns. And and then we'll finish up just recapping all the cool things, right? So um, the the original core team didn't have a whole lot of VR experience, which is neither here nor there. I'm sure they've hired people that do. Um, I didn't like the whole blocky world thing personally. Uh, I'm dumb and I invested in something I didn't understand in without because I didn't do my research. However, I kind of tried and I try I have tried since. So the fact that I'm kind of in limbo and I'm reasonably good at finding information means that that information is not attainable enough. I'm in their Discord. And you're like, you're everybody's guy for like all of these things. Yes. Like this should be something that should have been pretty like relatively easy for you to figure out. Or if you did your research, you could get it. Yes. Now I'm I'm saying I haven't gone deep, deep. I'm sure I can figure this out if I go deep. But if you look at my Reddit post history, you'll actually see I went into their subreddit and was literally like, hey, I did this, but I don't really know what I did. And they kind of one guy responded like, you made a great investment. And nobody actually told me what I did. So the way I understand it the most is I donated and I may get something in return for that. But there is no guarantees. And I basically did like a shitty ICO within an ICO. I don't know. I managed to do some really stupid. So. Uh, the con there is that I, I didn't understand that, and I feel like I'm better than your average bear at understanding these things, so they needed to do a better job of explaining that because there's going to be a lot of people like me that are kind of in limbo and don't really understand what they did. Um, the biggest the – biggest, well, I'm going to mention the poorly handled crowd sale because we don't like it when, you know, five people get to buy a coin. I don't know how many people it was, but very small amount of people were able to buy most of the coin out, especially when it's called Decentraland. But – I am worried that they may not be – they may have bit off way more than they can chew. Now, when we talked with, uh, like, Anthony Lusardi, he he says, guys, you don't need $25 million to start a blockchain project. You just don't. Everybody thinks you do. You need a few million dollars to create a good workable product in a reasonable amount of time. Anything more than that, and you're just, you're just gluttonous, right? I This is one of the few cases where I don't think that applies because they're trying to develop a game ecosystem also. And the, a game, a good game, can easily cost double what they have raised so far. 
And I mean, that's a good workable AAA rated game. To give you a couple of instances, um, I picked a couple of Kareem's favorite games. God of War 3 cost $44 million to make the game. And remember, they only raised $24 million in their ICO. Uh, The Witcher 3 cost $81 million to make. Uh, and it was only a few years later. Grand Theft Auto Five cost two hundred and fifty million dollars to make. So, what year was that released? Five years ago ish, maybe it was a while Whoa. ago. Whoa! So there is a legitimate, massive cost involved in developing a video game, and I believe this is why they had to go the route of kind of going with like the blocky Minecrafty like setup because developing a game that looks like Grand Theft Auto 5 or Red Dead Redemption. I, I should have looked up Red Dead Redemption. I, I don't even know if those numbers are out yet, but that would be a good one. That one just came out, and I know it's a massive, huge game. So while we're on this topic, I've been looking at... Oh, wait. Sorry. that's that was, <laughs> I was about to or re-say what uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 cost. So we don't know how much how much it costs to make RDR2. I don't think we have that information yet. Usually, the, the, oh, uh, I've got a number that says $275 million, So... Take that with a grain of salt, though. This is not as easy to Google as the others were. So I think there's some sort of lag in when the game comes out and uh, how much how much it costs to make. But Red Dead Redemption 2 made $725 million in gross sales its first weekend. So very interesting. So, yeah, that, that hmm. I mean, that's it. That's it for the cons. I just I'm just worried. This is the only ICO in history that I'm worried they didn't raise enough money. I wish they could swap <clears throat> funds with EOS and see what they could do with a billion dollars like we might actually get. The virtual world that looks like the one in in uh, Ready Player One, and and EOS could still do exactly what they're doing, which is fuck themselves up. <laughs> just one episode, Brent. Just one episode. Can we get through it without them, please? <laughs> well, I I'm about to switch to Substratum. Like, look, spoiler alert: we got we've got some cool people coming on. We're going to talk about Substratum. We're going to find we're going to find our new boogeyman. <laughs> our new boogeyman. All right, why don't you uh, go through the pros again? All right. So this is a super unique idea, and they've, other than I think the only part being that they didn't quite raise enough money, it's very well thought out. They've they've thought out the different stages. They've thought out the different reward systems. They're going to give a lot of people rewards for contests. So they're like, hey, we want you to develop a, a horse. Like the best horse gets this many mana or whatever. So they've got a really cool little like hackathon style development contest setup going on, which is, I think, why you noticed the high end quality of the videos. I think that they've just said whoever makes the best video on Decentraland gets this much money or whatever, that kind of thing. So they've done a lot of that. Um, I really do like their branding. Even I don't consider it misleading. Now, if you look at it, there are the graphics are blocky, even though in the beginning it didn't seem that way. They're not misleading anybody. They uh they they do have everything laid out there so i just misunderstood it at first and also at first some of the some of the promotional material was closer to you know not blocky but i that's before they made that decision so i can't really hold that against them so their branding is good now i'm so interested because like at at some point down the line (laughs) like 15 years from now we're gonna be like a seven-year member of a of a virtual reality community and it's gonna be like somewhat like normal life and just like the way we interact or the way we hang out with it and maybe even like do the podcast somehow on it it's who knows where this is gonna go yeah you you don't i mean a lot there's a lot of people out there that want a mulligan at life and they're hoping someday they get that option via technology so uh 
I really appreciate that the top post of all time in their subreddit, like sorted by all time top post, was a post addressing concerns about the project. Um, I didn't read the whole thing, but it was basically like, here's my big concern. Here's a solution I think could happen. And they did that with four or five different points. And I appreciate that the community didn't delete that. You'll get a lot of these communities that are super heavily moderated and you can't say anything bad about their coin without getting deleted. You got to go to our cryptocurrency to say stuff bad. So I appreciate a Reddit community that doesn't hey, engage in censorship. Speaking of speaking of our cryptocurrency, every Tuesday morning at 11 Eastern time, we get in their Discord server and we do a live radio show with the host of the Crypto Basic Podcast. So you should stop by and, and check it out sometime. We've gotten some good feedback. It's It's been a really good experience. Yeah, get in there, ask us questions, make fun of us. It's all good. Uh. What? No, I was just saying plug, plug, plug. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> all right. So moving on with the pros, this is a great use for non-fungible tokens. Like having tokens that are specifically plots of land is like exactly what a non-fungible token should be good at. And it's a it's a great proof of concept for other ways of tokenizing unique assets. And everything seems super cohesive. The, the developers, even though people ragged on them for not having a lot of VR experience, seem to be very smart. They seem to be very engaging with the community. When somebody says they don't like something, they come in and they engage with them with productive discourse. And they don't tell them, you know, you're an asshole. You're just spreading FUD. All the FUD paid FUDsters that are lying. Like, no, they, they engage with everybody. They have good conversations and the community even though they lost a lot of trust on the original ico i believe the community trusts them now all right fine i'll just go ahead and put it out there uh we'll be the official media source for decentraland that sounds like a fun adventure we'll, we'll see what that looks like <laughs> but yeah our little like fat avatars running around in there like <laughs> going up to people with block microphones well, hey buddy what what do you got going on today huh so how's your land <laughs> all right brent where do we buy what is the zillow of 2018 if you want land the only the only place to get that is their internal kind of land exchange the one that you said looked really cool uh none of the other exchanges are really set up to take it yet so they they're it's not like they're the only ones that are willing to do so they're they're more than happy to let the other exchanges exchange the land but the other exchanges don't know how to set their software to be like, I'm selling this parcel in this area. Yeah, it's it's you can't just put it on a regular exchange. It basically has to be on like a browsing site. Like it's it's got to be listed. Yeah, it has to be very specifically made for that. So that's why theirs looks so good. Uh, otherwise, it is available at all those other all the other ex- exchanges. Binance being uh, the biggest exchange. <laughs> There's I think these are like trans mining exchanges, UEX and LA token. I don't know. They have bigger volume, but uh, it's on Bitrix. It's on Binance. It's got a couple pairs on Binance, actually. Uh, Wobi, OKEX, all that shit. So it's, all, it's in all the good places. You can go get it. But if you want the land, your land has to come from Decentraland's actual built in exchange. All right. Now, I know this is going to be a tough question to answer, and we've talked about it kind of the whole episode. However, is there anything that comes to mind that sticks out as the the main competition? Is there anything that might, you know, maybe get ahead of this in the same space or in a more narrow field? There, As far as I can tell, there isn't another crypto project like this. So there isn't anything trying to combine something as overarching as a game or a virtual landscape with non-fungible tokens or anything like that. Now, their games themselves are obviously competitors for the time of the person. So 
are you going to go into this virtual server or are you going to pop on Fortnite or are you going to go hang out on Minecraft or are you going to go play Extra Life, whatever. Like you, those are all the competitors for the person's time. But as far as other cryptocurrency, blockchain, distributed ledger technology projects, there isn't another one out there that I came across. Now, there may be very small projects or things in ICOs that I don't know about, but no direct, clear competitor to, to Decentraland, which is which is both good and bad. It may be that other people looked at this and they're like, we have to raise so much money that this wouldn't be worth it. Or maybe they just don't want to compete. Or maybe there are other projects in the works. So we'll see. All right. So usually, usually when we get to this point of the episode, and mind you, we're getting to the personal future outlook. Usually by now, I kind of know what you're going to (laughs) say. Sometimes you intentionally mislead me. But honestly, like I don't know where you're going to go with this. So why don't you go ahead and tell us? This is a tough one to pick apart. My personal future outlook is is cloudy if I was an eight ball. But I'm going to try it. I'm going to try to talk about this. I'm going to try to say what's going down. I think we might be in a scenario where one of two things is going to happen. Either everybody on here is going to be trying way too hard to make money, and it's going to be an unfun experience. It's going to happen like Steam It, like where it's this. That's the exact example that I was going to give. I can't believe you pulled that one. Like if the if the marketplace develops in a way where the incentives are not necessarily aligned with the user experience and that gets left out, then that's a really, you know, unfortunate, you know, example like with Steam. Like I don't enjoy that platform at all, even though it had all the makings to be a platform that should have been desirable. But the way the system was set up, it just created an incentive to do other not desirable things that we didn't consider. Right. So that's what I'm hoping that we've learned our lesson and some some controls or some uh, design elements are put into place that don't make every single thing you walk by like another way that somebody's trying to get you to give them money to get money for yourself, blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. But if... It does get user experience first, and it captures non-crypto users in a way that is exciting and in a way that is fun. In a way, like, the virtual currency on Grand Theft Auto is very much worth real money. If you can produce that gaming experience and make it something that people want to do and not just something crypto people want to invest in and make money off of, then you will have a very interesting ecosystem where crypto people may have made money off of it, but in the end it becomes something that everybody wants to do. And that is, that is like the, the unicorn thing, you know, steam. It does that in the sense that getting on there, you don't understand you're using crypto. You don't know you're on the blockchain. It's not a problem for a complete novice user, but they messed up with making the user experience good. So now it's just hit for tad upvoting and and it's just unbearable content gets to the top and nobody cares. Well, that was elaborate. That was very detailed. I would like to think that, you know, they're going to continue to try to develop something that's going to work. But the one thing that keeps coming to mind is like, how many games just completely fail or just completely like never take off the ground and like are 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 probably considered largely like kind of waste of, of time or whatever. Um, you went on a little bit of a, a side discussion about, you know, crypto people entering kind of the gaming world. That's what's so fascinating about being able to tokenize so many industries, so many disruptive technologies that like I'm having to give my opinions on things that 
uh, on top of the crypto that we're just trying to learn, you know, all these other worlds, economies, international, you know, all these business types of places, you have the ability to invest wherever you feel like it. And because of how overwhelming that information tends to be at times, it's I'm starting to understand more and more and more why, you know, it is so much more important to do your research on every single thing that you do because it's so easy to mess up. And it, the thing about it is like, you don't know what you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you don't know something, you you can't just be, you can't know. There's not a point where you can research something and learn about something and be like, oh, oh I got to the finish point, you know, like even with, with things like poker, you're like we, there, there's no finish point, right? It's a game of incomplete information. It's an infinite game, right? So crypto, it, it's, it's so much, it's not an infinite game, but it's, it's as close to as many other things that I've come across. And that's, it, that is why that it, it's captured us, right? This is such a fascinating industry and field that who knows where it's going to go. Yeah. And here, I'll, I'll leave us with one more thought. And this is a gaming specific thought. There have been a lot of games that have been such amazing concepts and had so much hype and seemed so cool and revolutionary. And when they came out, they just fell flat. Just a couple of examples. Spore. There was this game called Spore where you were supposed to kind of like start as like a single-celled organism and then evolve. And every time you played the game, you evolved in a completely different fashion. All the creatures around you evolved completely differently and it was crazy. But it ended up being just this awful game. No No Man's Sky was this game that was supposed to be so big that it was, even though it was multiplayer, it was supposed to take forever before two people ran into each other. And all the planets in the game were supposed to be unique. And everything was everything, and it was huge, and, and it ended up being awful. Um, at the same time, there's uh, there's games like this game on the phone called Limbo, which n- had no hype, and it was a very unique way to play a game. And it's you're just like this little guy who's in like this really weird kind of like horror-y place, and you've only got a couple of things you can do. You can like jump or you can pull stuff, and you just constantly die. But it's a fun game to go through, and it's black and white, and it's really simplistic. Uh, Minecraft also super simplistic, but super unique, and didn't have all that hype, and it didn't change like, but it did change things. So, you, you know, I don't know where this fits. I'm cautiously optimistic, happy to be donating or investing whatever the hell I did. Um, and I can't promise this will be the last mana that I own, but I realize this is a high variance situation. I don't know. I hope they pull this off because it'll be really cool if they do, especially if it's right. Yeah. I mean, the, the big thing that sticks out to me is like what, <laughs> what the land ends up becoming is just wildly unpredictable, right? The, the network, the way it evolves, the, it, there's so many simulations in life that are, that are going through and, and going through these situations. Now I'm going to take us back a little bit. Um, as far as like the games are concerned, like one of the games, like you were talking about the simplistic ones, like Minecraft, like that's a great example. I didn't even know what Minecraft was. Apparently that game's been around a long time. It never really got, you know, in my radar, but now that my daughter, well, yeah, it's eight, a kid's she, game kind of like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a kid's game and it is very simplistic, but the, the one thing that keeps coming up to me is they're just making games just as simple as before, but they're just massively increasing the experience. The one game that uh, came to mind for this is a game like Temple Run. Are you familiar with this? Where yeah. like the character is always running. Your only options are left, 
right, up, down, and like maybe one other thing. And like, that's like as simple as it gets, right? That's, that's as basic as like, you know, Super Mario Brothers, you know, on the NES or the Atari or, or yeah. It's interesting because the only experience that they change is the visual and like the, the, the physical experience because it's handheld now. And like the, I don't understand, like, I I don't have any idea what entertainment is going to look like in 20 years. And it might need a headset and plug into a, a big machine in my living room so I can go into a virtual world and like not fully understand the consciousness of my current reality. Who knows? But like, <laughs> that's what all of this is about, right? You know, Minecraft had, it had been around and not that popular for a long time. Like this decentralized, this could easily be a 10 year investment for you, right? Before you see anything, but <laughs> you still could that have that seen. dream. But that's the point, right? Like it can sprout at some point in the next 30 years, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not impossible for this to become a thing in like 21 years because it might take that long for people to be, to care enough about these distributed ledger technologies. Like it's one thing to start creating the system that collects the data. It's a completely different thing to actually go back and access the data and use it in real world applications. You need to build these types of processes so they can start collecting that data over time so that you can therefore go back and reuse it. The use cases for blockchain are going to only become apparent when the alternatives are strictly worse, right? Like when we have a, a easy voting system that does allow, you know, everything to be calculated much more more efficient and safe way, then the alternative, that's going to have to be what it's become, right? Like that situation is going to play itself in so many little ways throughout this ecosystem. Everybody, everybody got all that. Everybody caught, everybody caught the realities and all right, I'm just making sure I don't even know how to break that down. But what you were all, as you were saying them, the sentences that were coming out made a lot of sense. They made me excited, but there was a lot of information there. <laughs> information is a really strong word <laughs> opinions there's a lot of opinions in there yes and remember the crypto basic podcast is full of opinions but not financial advice in fact we're kind of idiots yeah. as evidenced by the fact that i didn't even know what i was investing in when i did it so like the only thing that i've even told you that i invested on in this entire show i literally knew nothing so definitely don't listen to me i'm an idiot we're all idiots all investments have inherent risk as you can see there was a clear risk here that i didn't even assess and he doesn't even know if he has any equity nope. left, right? No like, that's how bad it is, right? If you're in the okay. Decentraland group, uh, somebody reach out to me and tell me if I have anything. <laughs> I just, just do it. Hey, guys, is this shiny penny worth anything? Oh, no, no, nothing to see here. Don't worry about it, Brett. What What, what are the private keys? I just want to double check. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it for this edition of the Crypto Basic Podcast 101 Decentraland. Please remember to join our Discord server. Check the show notes. We got a lot of cool stuff in there. Some referral links. Our YouTube, a lot of cool stuff going on. So please keep it on your radar. I'm Mike. This is Brent. See you.